Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Spar and Brawl. I hope you're having a decent day. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Sam, and we're back with another episode of The Progressive World. So before we get into our intro chit-chat slash quick overview of the show, what we really look forward to, please like and consider subscribing if you've been watching us for a while but aren't subscribed. And of course, we will include timestamps down below. And one last thing, as we mentioned last week, you can find the audio version of our podcast on our Substack channel. And you can also find some short clips from our shows on our Twitter account. We just recently launched both of these and links to them are in the description box. All right, Sam. So with that out of the way, what are you most excited to talk about this week? I mean, for me, there's definitely Joe Rogan. And TYT <laughs> managed to make it yeah, more interesting. John Irola put out a video. So um, I'm grateful. <laughs> Uh, me too, yeah. <laughs> I'm grateful for TYT's existence because I had no idea people used it for this software. I, I mean, I knew people used it. Yeah. But, uh, whatever. Oh, but yeah. I, so you're, you're referring to the montage going around of TYT using the N-word in a similar I mean, way coaching. as to Joe Rogan. In a, yeah, in they're a, coaching. Exactly. It. Just like Joe Rogan. It's just yeah, yeah. Well, it's just so weird though. I don't remember it being used this often back in the days, but I, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Anyways. I mean, you know, to be fair to both of them, they do daily shows. So it must come up one place or another where you read the quote. And then, well, we'll talk about this, but I actually have a tweet from Anna where she talks about this. She's like, it was a policy for us to actually say the N word and not say, we're talking about the (laughs) n-word i know i I agree with that policy by the way i think it's a good policy i just uh can't follow it myself but uh i would say it's uh, i think it's just a word so get over yourself well i mean it's not it every word is just a word but they're different every word has a meaning sure context and a history yeah yeah like in the context of it like if you call somebody that it's awful but if you're coaching somebody or if you're reporting or if you're reading Huckleberry Finn or something I mean it may come up I'm just saying but yeah but it was just I had no idea people were just saying it this often how does it come up this often like I I just again like you know I I just don't I guess anyways but uh, no, I'm most excited about the democratic strategist. Okay, I just, yeah. I feel like I've, like, I feel like I've located it, like subspecies of human <laughs> who are just different. They operate on a different basis. I don't know if they eat food. I'm, I'm really interested in doing the anthropological study <laughs> to see if they, like, what do they operate on? Is it sunlight, food? I don't know. Yeah. Oil. So Sam is referring to like, we've realized that there are a few people who come on The Rising, a show that we've recently come to like a lot. Love. Because I mean, you know, there's all kinds of voices, so to speak there. So, you know, you're bound to found something that you like. But yeah, they bring these democratic strategists, which which are funny. They're like speaking normal, speaking normal. Then they suddenly say something like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, well, true. You're a democratic strategist. <laughs> and they say the weirdest <laughs> First of all, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll get, we'll get them, into it. We'll get into it. Yeah, anyway. it's yeah. Um, I'm the most excited about them, though. They sound yeah, and like they sound fantastic. <laughs> well, I think our first story is going to be on Brian Stelter, and I think this was probably the funniest thing Brian Stelter has done. His whole like 
Oh my god. It wasn't god. one monologue. It was like five monologues and as if they would all start back from the beginning <laughs> giving his take so- on his CNN boss leaving. So don't want to get into was- too much right now either. Yeah, I think it was just showing exactly why Brian Stelter is where he is. Yeah. Like it was like, "Oh, all right, now it makes sense." Okay. <laughs> Kissing asses. Is that how, that's how you maintain that position. But yeah, it's been a just media. It was a great fun week in my view. There was a lot of like uh, fun shit, and we have a great. I we have great articles this week. Thomas Friedman, thank thank again. You, <laughs> yeah, Thomas Friedman, who's right. It's not even bad necessarily. It's just but what the is- hell are you talking? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it's. I mean, it's bad. It's definitely bad. It's stylistically bad. It's not even content. There is no content, but it's just when you read it, it feels like you've had, uh, you know, taken a couple of acid trips yeah. at once. <laughs> so Then some other stuff that I see here, Sam, that we're going to talk about um, from the UK, of course, we're going to talk about more about oh, yeah. Johnson family, I would say, because it also has to do with his wife now and other ones. And then there's the Truck drivers, you know, Rising had an interesting segment, which we'll touch on. Dave and Chappelle. I'm going to be controversial there. Okay, okay, that's good. It's nothing new, I'm sure, for many of our viewers. And then we have this affordable housing Dave Chappelle story where, I mean, to me, it looks like, I mean, the Rising covered and then TYT covered as well. And Anna and Jenk actually read the story and read the facts. And they just, like, they choose to ignore part of it. <laughs> at least, at least. At least. Jenk. Jenk, yeah, well, we'll get to it. Yeah. But he does seem to operate in a parallel universe or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on there, but whatever. And yeah, then there's a Black Lives Matter kind of saga scandal, which we'll, we'll touch on as well. But I think those were most of our most of our stories. So now, you know, we can talk oh, and about... Oh, a book yeah. report. We have book report. Oh, yeah, true. Sam's going to do his first book report. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm so I'm also excited to see. I how was a very good little go. boy. I did my homework, and it was very hard homework. By the way, well, that's that sounds wrong. Knowing the topic, I shouldn't say that. But yeah. So we also have that. But yeah, besides that, how was your week? Oh, oh, chit chat. I forgot. Oh, terrible as always. But you know, really. Well, oh, I have I have a topic for a chit chat, which I sent to you. Is that video? Yeah, I, yeah, I watched that video and it did you made watch me feel it? stupid. Yeah. So it's, it was posted on a channel closer to truth. Um, and the video is titled Roger Penrose is mathematics invented or discovered? Well, A, it just made me so jealous. I was like, I wish I was a mathematician because yeah. he knows all these things and I'm sure he can oh, come no. on here and talk politics as well. Like, anybody can yeah. do this shit, but he has this <laughs> secret universe. That's okay, fair. No, I was jealous of getting to hang out with Roger. He seems like the nicest man who would, he, just the smile, there's this constant niceness yeah. on his face and he explains the most complex thing and you're like, I don't get it, but go ahead. Yeah, continue, please, go ahead. I didn't know him from before, so you knew him. I saw him on a couple of like debate stuff on YouTube and, okay. you know, lectures. So, I yeah, that's my, I think... He may have been on even Joe Rogan or something. Okay, or was see. that Dreyfus? I don't know. So the theme of the video is, the video is called, Is Mathematics Invented or Discovered? And I think it's just another way of saying, you know, is mat- mathematics really, I, I think in our language, we'd say more, is it really like positive is fully 
or is there some you know constructivism in it i think they're kind of asking the same question just in a different way and you know he talks about he, he talks very interesting i mean i would say at the end he kind of reaches the point where he says that some math some mathematic um skills or equations or however you call them are pretty much discovered he would say because they are just so close to the physical world and i mean we're unable to even get them to be wrong but then again with his newton example it kind of shows that you know is it reality if it's like even tiny bit off from what reality because he says based on what i was listening he says that according to newton's law of gravity it was correct it worked but it wasn't actually right it just happened to work up to like you know a certain extent and actually einstein's einstein's gravity theory is the one that's more far more correct and you know so far seems to be absolutely correct but i guess if you really 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 push it it's like even mathematics which seems to get so many things in the real physical world at least part of it because he does say there are some elements in math which you know we can't even link to the physical world but the elements that we can they are you know pretty much discovered because they're so true but i guess even those are not true 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 because we could arrive to a point where we even see that einstein's theory of gravity you know in this tiny space or in this big space or something is not as accurate and everything as it seems but yeah mathematics do seem to be as close as science and i guess other elements of natural science get to being discovered and you know positivist kind of outlook i guess look in my view mathematics and physics and geometry to an extent and all that frankly difficult as stuff. Um, yeah, it's, <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a type of language, right? We use to interpret the world. And I suppose mathematics is the closest one to the mechanics of the world, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So I would say there are discover- discoverable objective facts, but not in a, like, first of all, the, uh, the objective world does change. So we have to take that into account. The universe is changing. Blah, okay, blah, blah. yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so it's a constantly changing thing. But at the same time, I suppose there are, I mean, I would say mathematics is the most accurate representation of an objective reality, which we cannot uh, fully, even if we can fully grasp, we cannot fully perhaps explain in other languages mm-hmm. or in like, this language, I don't know what is this, like the speaking language, but like with formula, we can. So I think that's it. That's what it is in a way. But yeah, but I don't, that's the, what the question comes in. Where is the line between the objective and constructed reality in mathematics or in any other thing? And I would be more on the side of the construct, like majority of his stuff. But I would, Roger Penrose gave the example of, I think, prime numbers and mm-hmm. there's an infinite number of prime numbers whether we uh believe it accept or not it or, yeah. yeah but at the same time yes but then again numbers on their own they don't really exist today like you have you have one stone you have one thing mm-hmm. but you don't have one so uh, yeah, it's yeah a very, I guess, it was fascinating yeah 
Yeah. It was Definitely. ripe for taking some LST and just, you know, <laughs> joining. Think, yeah. Let me join the conversation, guys. Let me... No, it was amazing. And I think, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think if you put us, you know, if you do like with other things, I would like to, if you put a spectrum and you put invented and slash and on the other side, discovered, discovered. math or elements of math would seem to come, you know, very close um, to the to discovered, discovered one pretty much. But even that, though, just as Newton example, just as gravity example shows that we might think that, you know, it's just 100% exactly that. But no, it's just in this way, in this place that we're doing it with these examples. And yeah, what yeah, we yeah, know, yeah. It turns out to be right. And one day, mo- a lot of these could be flipped on their head. And N- Newton was, that's, that's a really interesting example, because I think he was, he was a religious psychopath, like he was completely <laughs> superstitious. He, uh, I think he famously all, like all his years as a member of the parliament, he just once got up and said, can somebody close that window? It's cold. <laughs> I think that was his only, con- and famously, I didn't know he was in parliament. Oh yeah, he was he was crazy. He would, he would look at the sun to challenge to see what happens to his eyes, and he has his there is his diaries where he talks about how he wants to. I think he wants to kill his mom or something. It's he's crazy. But then he, I think the reason why like he like he, the color spectrum has seven colors is because Newton like believed seven to be a holy number so <laughs> really? sort of added yeah yeah it's like it's not really seven colors so yeah newton is a really interesting example interesting. and then einstein i i am so jealous of einstein because as roger penrose sort of points out einstein was not he didn't really get into a nitty-gritty of physics he just basically uh, like he went full like hippie on physics ass kind of going yeah man it's all relative <laughs> depends on your position and it's just and it turned out he was more right than everybody put together. So yeah, yeah. 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 No, I haven't. I don't know too many backstories like that about about Nadim. That's interesting. The only one I know about Einstein, I remember hearing this as a kid, which was like he even like dropped out or left school at like a very very young age. But his uncle gave him a math book. <laughs> Oh, and really? he managed yeah. to do it all by himself like in the summer or something like that yeah it sounds like a bit of a suspicious story but yeah that's i mean no but I, even uh, even what's his name even the guy we just spoke about i should have written his name down um he said you know einstein just came up with all this stuff in his head yeah so as if like yeah, he didn't yeah, have yeah. a mentor or like go through classes he, he was just he, like that kind yeah. of genius but i don't know okay. much about him too no, he he basically did give a bit of a finger to the whole like sort of physics till then, sort of going, no, like <laughs> depends. <laughs> According to the really. book my uncle gave me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm right, it turned out. It's like crazy. I know. The but, first guy whose yeah. uncle was actually right in the history of man. <laughs> the only uncle. The only uncle. The only uncle uh, not <laughs> living up to his promises, like yeah, man, I knew famous people, and it's, trust me, it's good relativity. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, the Einstein thing, I, I, I got, um, I got diagnosed with uh, dyslexia when I was in um, high school and stuff, and like there was that uh, story that you know uh, uh, Einstein was dyslexic and stuff and then later on i found that he's one of those people that after like many years after their death and stuff they think 
all right, based on these evidence, we think he may have been, <laughs> like, you know, post death, yeah. sort of ascribe them to different. So, yeah, it's, you know. I see. Man, one day I'm someone has to educate me a bit on this dyslexia. And I have, dyslexia. that's the thing. That's why I put the quotation mark, man. I'm not quite sure where dyslexia begins and idiocy sort of ends. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't want to like... get myself or people in trouble, myself in trouble, really, from like I sounding too ignorant. So I have a fucking uh, diagnosis and it's somewhere. Maybe in I my should go read about it instead of asking people to tell me, but. I never really understood um, dyslexia when like a few friends, quite a few people I think of have told me that they have it and I never got it, I guess, including you, because I look, there is something I don't get I must, it. I don't see the evidence. And when when you write stuff, I'm not saying there are no mistakes or anything, but that's called making grammar mistakes or like, you know, spelling mistakes. I don't understand how or Me, when yeah but i honestly know it's a dis- i'm sounding really shitty and ignorant no, here. i don't no, want this sh- to turn into a short clip of cam no, feel <laughs> free man disabled <laughs> cam in the face of a disabled person <laughs> yeah. goes on to say you are not you're not disabled you're not no i don't yeah i'm very suspicious because the test i gave was very psychologically sort of testy like and stuff i would say that i always like both in persian and english i could never even memorize the alphabet so that sort of gave me somewhat like maybe okay there is something but that's linked to it yeah yeah language it's problem with reading and writing and a slower reading and stuff yeah memorization memory yeah Mm, like that's the thing like the test they did was some of the test was you know spot the difference the ones (laughs) you do as a kid like you know you and then you have like a they have a like a time thingy and then like i was very bad like based according (laughs) to all this (laughs) according to all data i was like in the top like lowest two percent of people in terms of his speed or brain like development the speed i don't know but uh, at the same time i feel like it's just i am it doesn't that mean i'm just more stupid does that have to do with classification i don't know i don't know know, man all i don't know all i anytime i think about these things is like because i haven't mentioned before i used to be horrible in school and to university like always getting the worst 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 grades in all of the class so I'm just thinking that if they put me, a, like, you know, if they tested me with a few of these tests that they make kids go, I'm pretty sure I would have, like, that's, yeah, that's failed I'm, all of them. I mean, I don't see, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe there's more to them. I'm just talking a bit shit here, but. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure, though, like, going, looking back at my childhood, I would have definitely, if I was in San Francisco, I would have definitely been diagnosed with ADHD and autism. I am 100%. Like, ADHD, I uh, think so too. Autism, I don't think I would have, but ADHD, oh, I'm me, sure. Oh, me, I would have. I w- like, I was reading books. I really, I still don't like people. So <laughs> it was very, I mean, I might be, but, yeah. you know. But. Man, actually, for a chit-chat today, I had a few topics, actually. And one of them was this show that I watched on Netflix. But I don't want to go over that because this mathematics thing gave me a perfect excuse to bring up some one thing I want to tell you which is, you know, has to do with what they teach in school. And everybody always, nobody's ever happy with what is being taught in school. And they think that there are other oh, yeah. more important ones to be taught, right? Which I think sometimes is blown out of proportion. And this math one is one of them where I heard. So there's this um, 
football podcaster, football YouTube podcaster. And the, the conversation came up like this because someone at school, like a teacher told his son, you know, you're just don't dream about becoming a footballer or something, something, you know, you know, teachers say all these undermining things a lot, right? To like kids and stuff. In yeah, all kinds I don't of know ways. why, but yeah. yeah. For some reason, things come up. Just keep it to yourself. I don't know. Maybe they want to be real with the kid. And then the guy's like, Psh. and you remember the topics that they taught us? Math, physics, who uses this stuff right now? And I want to be like, listen, I'm with you. I didn't understand <laughs> anything. I still don't use them. However, however, I've heard there are some people who do I've use math, physics, and chemistry. So yeah, maybe they should have taught other stuff next to it so it suits everyone's more things. I mean, but I feel like I've, sometimes I've, these arguments of what they teach in school get ridiculous to that to that yeah, extent. Yeah, know, maybe right, that yeah. one's a bit of an exaggerated one. But I was like. I'm with you. I didn't understand shit. I don't use math. I, don't use no, I must. Yeah, I think like when you got to the level that it got specialized, like especially by the way, Iran education system was much tougher than mm. like uh, UK and stuff like algebra and uh, geometry and all that. Okay, fair enough. But math as a whole, <laughs> who uses math? Yeah. I never look at a receipt, but yeah. Uh, I would say I, my, what pisses me off about the education system has always been like there is clear evidence that when we are young, we have this amazing capability to acquire languages and we have this amazing capability to just acquire nothing else. <laughs> just ignore every mm. other information just comes in and poof, you know, so goes out. So I don't understand why we have this like let's I remember like like reading about that Dutch kid with the finger puts the finger in the dike. Mm-hmm. Petrus, the I haven't heard that. Remember? No. Oh, he was in all the books all across like all primary schools in UK, in Iran. I don't know how I don't know who was his <laughs> lobby, but you know, this Dutch boy who put his finger in the dike. Like, I don't know why did I have to learn about this motherfucker? I rather learn Dutch. It would have been far more useful than this guy who instead of going calling the authorities, put his finger in a dike to stop a you know dam from yeah. breaking, and then it supposedly became a hero for basically a, you know, it feels like he yeah. was a original signal creature. <laughs> but you know, like I, why did I learn about him? Or we had uh, Kelly Lodemne. What is Kelly Lodemne called in English? Fuck. There's a good name for it. The, the book of the animals from India where, you know, there is a fox and there is a jackal and they trade the stories. Like, I learned, what the <laughs> fuck was that for? Like, I rather learn Indian. <laughs> I don't like know those specific fox, ones, but... There was a fox stealing a cheese from a crow. That but was the on. story. What was the moral there? I don't know. I'll meet you in the language in a very realistic way, actually, because I think that is very true. And you're on to something, okay, how many languages could you teach? And of course, school isn't going to be perfect, like every other walk of life, right? So they're always going to teach you stuff that, you know, unnecessary and everything. Useless. But languages, what, what like has, I mean, I'm so not useful, man. but listen to this. I mean, I'm not extremely familiar with the Swiss school system, because I don't have a kid yet. That's when you'll get to know it. But with, based on what I've seen, that sounds like a threat. No, <laughs> but based on what I've I do. <laughs> but no, this bothers me. Listen, sixty-five percent of the country is German speaking. Twenty-five percent are French, and based on what I've seen, Italian and yeah, yeah they're somewhat. just like eight or ten percent. But let's stick to this ninety percent, right? German and French. And based on what I've seen, 
they teach the other language as a second language cl uh, cl class at language at most in schools at most so pretty much based on what i've seen french speaking people typically can't speak any german except you know like how you would go and learn italian right now randomly and vice versa and in my head i'm thinking like why isn't like you know half the day in german half the day in french because i also think kids could probably i mean i haven't looked at so much of the studies and evidence 100%, but it seems 100%. like i mean this could easily both kids a, can easily grow up bilingual and in so many countries I, they, they never do this they do. in canada where they say english and french it's the exact same thing in most of the provinces based where i've seen like they just ignore one of them if you don't exactly. really teach it no that's i i would say there is a bit of a european provincialism in that they, i don't know why but europeans especially the french i found to have this weird relationship with their language they think it's well, they a sort of english a of, yeah they think like english is yeah, they, like a, the stupidest no, thing I know. french is so above it yeah and it's no and <laughs> fuck yeah frankly i mean french if anything french is vulgar latin so fuck you but anyway um, so or Ger to be honest germans as well i have like family in germany they sometimes bring us chocolate and shit there is never english written on it mm -hmm. and it's like what the fuck is wrong with you like what do you think who do you think anyway but at least they I, I found a way to learn english <laughs> i'll give they them did, that yeah <laughs> with axe heavily axe them like and me. the dutch but, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah the dutch are yeah they are but like they is don't, this swiss like case they Brit not oh, no, ridiculous this, this swiss example I, I, I just gave you i completely i have friend i mean this is anecdotal but i have friend who had english parents but born and raised in france and he didn't know french until six or five when he went to kindergarten and then and he's obviously he's uh, like more French than English because he was raised in that system. So I think I completely agree with you. And I know in Iran where about 40% of people, no, more than that, about 70% of Iranians speak a different language as their mother tongue than Persian. Mm -hmm. About 40% just speak Azeri, Turkish. So uh, like a lot of them, I mean, things have gotten better during the last 20 years with the uh, like allow, uh, allowing the Kurdish language, the Turkish mm -hmm. language to be taught at the schools. But yeah, most people, like they speak one language at home, they speak another language at uh, a school. It's not that... So is it about deal. nation building? Is it really what that I comes think so. down to? And even in these, in even Europe, in Switzerland, I'm, you know, it's provincial building. It's like nation within nation Europe, building Europe kind is, of thing. You, that's the thing. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, especially I think Europe, like uh, people outside of Europe think of Europe as this developed place. It's not, it's especially Northern Europe is extremely under the, in terms of like a state building, like, because it just happened late, you know, mm. like Middle East, Babylon has been around for, I mean, it's due to geography. It has nothing to do with innate goodness or badness or anything like that, but it's just Europe is just, yeah, it's just, I, I definitely agree. It's provincial, even, yeah, like, in Germany, you still have like Bavarian Germany. Like in Germany, the the unified German language is not a finished project, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's yeah. you could argue, I think. And I believe in Northern Italy, there is like dialects of German that are still like 
in use that are almost almost incomprehensible to other germans mm -hmm. so i europe has this weird relationship with language so i don't yeah i mean i don't know yeah. if they're unique in that 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 i don't know but no no not unique yeah. i uh, yeah, yeah yeah i mean i'm sure i don't know enough about the yeah. world i'm sure you find other places similar yeah But yeah, the Swiss the Swiss one always um, but it, it probably has to do with nationalism. Like it probably has to do with provincial nationalism and I agree. Yes, differentiating yes. your that, that's what comes to mind. Yeah. And it's idiotic. I I am so jealous. My gra great grandfather couldn't read or write in Persian, but he could speak uh, Persian, Gilani, Azeri. You know, that is so much cool. Um, yeah. I think it's so much cooler. I mean, the reading part must be nice. I guess you should be able to read. <laughs> I mean, even yeah, I if you so. don't want to write. Yeah. And I mean, when you teach stuff as second language, I mean, you know, sure, teach it. But like, it doesn't seem to often go far in any country, in any context, whatever that language say, is. Look, so you have to go much more no, than two-hour class per week. Of I, course, I feel, of yeah. course, yeah, yeah. No, but it goes somewhere. Like man, in Iran, yeah, it's not useless. Of course, anything is something. But you know, you it, go. It, I used to, yeah. I sometimes I used to do that back in the days. I go to shops and I start like, like just to test to see like average rating and English stuff. You can get by in Iran, right? But, but I've been to Turkey and Georgia and Armenia, and I lived in those places for months. And man, like they they don't know like public the average public doesn't know the english numbers it's ridiculous like and i have one, a theory two, behind this i have a theory behind this because when i was shocked about this is when i went to brazil the first time and in brazil also there's they so know many German, people right <laughs> that in some areas where they are but if not english like i just found compared to any other country where i had been where i don't speak the language there like it was just useless knowing english so few people know english and i met like young doctors and stuff from family friends who didn't speak a word of english and i was thinking about it in iran people seem to speak english so much more and you're and i have i just have like a half-baked theory which is that perhaps in brazil a lot of people whether they're bourgeois or not bourgeois they don't think so much of leaving the country and going elsewhere so why learn english maybe to that extent whereas in iran brazil? perhaps yeah whereas in iran there's a big population of people you leaving yeah maybe you should, but there's a much bigger <laughs> and a lot do of course but in iran there's a much bigger population it seems to me anecdotally that want to leave the country and you kind of need to know english what other language are you going to use so maybe there's that that in iran people learn want to learn english more go more towards it i told you it's a half-baked theory based on no, no, I know. <laughs> two or uh, three yeah, observations yeah. No, no, think, and maybe think, turkey and georgia two people maybe they think that way i don't know just i think no no i think to be honest yours is more i think I have my own half-baked theory and my <laughs> half-baked theory I think is more like fundamental in a sense that I think like look at the imperial powers these countries were interacting with. Iran was Iran was interacting with UK mostly mm -hmm. and That's Russia. That's a good point. That's mostly, a good one. And then US. Mm -hmm. Like and US in Iran was actually like because there was a American missionaries that participated in a Persian constitutional revolution and Iran Iranians always had the because of British, they had a much more positive view of Americans. So Iran was sort of internationalized 
in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like the first, uh, I mean, uh, people always mention Japanese are the first Asians to defeat European empires, but in fact, it was Persians with the East Indian company collaborating to defeat the Portuguese. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Iran was always like the way we got to know the world was through sort of, I mean, we had contacts with France and all that, so whatever. But like Turkey had a, I mean, I was sort of half joking about Brazil and Germany, mm-hmm. but Turkey, Brazil, these type of nations had closer relations with Germany. I believe German was the second language taught in Turkey for many years. And in Georgia and Armenia, obviously Russian was the you know, yeah. main one and then the local language. So I think maybe it has more to do with that. But I agree but that's that, interesting too, yeah, for sure. Like I agree that if, for example, you're in Brazil, or let's say if you're thinking internationally, you may think through Portugal, you might yeah, think Spanish. through uh, Spain, Italy, you know, Latin world. Mm-hmm. But if you're in Iran, when you think internationally, you automatically think about America, you France. Yeah, no, France I think your theories. Yeah, yeah. Your theory sounds a bit. My half baked theory. <laughs> <laughs> your theory sounds better. Although I would say maybe mine has some more contemporary elements to it. But <laughs> Yours has primary research. Mine is an armchair historian. <laughs> True. Mine is a contemporary anecdotal observation. <laughs> yes. I spoke to doctors. They told me. <laughs> well, I didn't like, speak no, to them. I just assumed. The I didn't bother. <laughs> I just observe. I just, very scientifically observe. That would be subjective if I speak with them. I, 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 agree, I agree. Yeah. You don't want to get too involved with your subjects. Yeah. <laughs> No, so okay all right that, that was, was a long yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so um shall we get this party started yeah yeah let's do this All right, Sam, let's get into our first story, which is this, which is about Brian. St- I mean, I don't know, it's a story, <laughs> but it's Brian uh, Stelter. The continuous adventures of the uh, anthropomorphic egg that yeah. is Brian Stelter. Uh, I mean, not the egg, two eggs on top of each other, I suppose, but whatever. But yeah. Jesus which, Christ, man. Yeah, what so we hell? saw it again through useful idiots. <laughs> like Half I mean, of their Monday morning show these days about Brian Stelter. And I don't. And I don't blame them because this guy is hilarious. So the story that we're talking about specifically, which I didn't know actually uh, until I saw this earlier in the week, which is that the head of CNN quit, right? The CEO yeah, of yeah. CNN ten, resigned. Was their, yeah, resigned because it came out that he had some kind of um, he oh, had a romantic yeah. involvement. He didn't declare he had I did like I don't know if that's by the way law everywhere I like to somebody please let us know but anyway yeah he didn't disclose his relationship with his uh, uh, chief of staff or yeah I think yeah I don't know yeah exactly I never know what the laws are all these things but I feel like whenever a senior person is dating people below them it can't be like in practice it shouldn't be hidden but like if you know if two people yeah, on the I same assume. level, like you know, two two entry level employees, if they start dating, like in I... most places that let's get go. But I see where the dynamics are different. So yeah, I actually wonder what are um the actual laws for it. But anyway, it was that's the reason. But did they also have but also um 
Como is coming after him as well, right? Saying that you okayed all these interviews with my brother and stuff, right? Is that what he's saying? I, I don't know about that. Maybe that happened as a development of the thing, but Como, it seems there was like, there, that's the thing. It's just like, I swear to God, I used to make fun of my grandmother and stuff for watching Turkish soap operas <laughs> or Mexican soap operas where, you know, days of our lives, that yeah. shit, people are slapping each other. Uh, I, everybody's pregnant from everybody's brother <laughs> or something. And it seems like, no, that was like documentary. <laughs> like that's what's happening at highest levels of power. Like, so Como's are like the reason why he wasn't letting Chris Como go for the longest time even though he did all that shitty stuff yeah. with the sexual stuff and his interviews with his brothers and helping, like, uh, briefing his brothers uh, regarding, apparently, both the sexual misconduct interviews and the COVID stuff. So, apparently, because they knew, the Como people knew about his, it was sort of an open secret, his relationship with the lady. Uh, so, there was a bit, and now that basically he finally was forced to let Como go, um then uh, they sort of went public with that information mm-hmm. and he had to resign and Brian Stelter like a good little boy he is is now I mean it was unbelievable even Jeff Zucker must be like chill the fuck out man <laughs> yeah. I'm okay like you don't need to I mean calm down like people like I mean your nose is just too brown at this point like <laughs> chill out like you don't need to suck up to the shareholders this much yeah like it was just pathetic like he was a he was somebody who was a heat shield heat shield is that <laughs> what the fuck he called him like i bet like he, he, he would he was the iron dome yeah. of the media <laughs> you know what what are you talking about you know, the like, ways, like employees love them he was and you know we were all like let me take you in the internal debates that have been happening yeah, in CNN. Yeah, I, and oh sorry, one God. more piece of fact that we forgot to throw out. CNN has been bought or a merger has been okayed. So they're going to have new ownership. Okay that? Apparently he was saying, yeah, he was All like, right. oh, the government regulators, which you don't, but now they've... <laughs> I thought they were in okay. but, Yeah, or oh they're God. about to okay, no, yeah, apparently. I mean, the, the whole bit starts with the fantastic part where he's like, let me tell you about what I have gathered from on the, he's talking as if he's on Vietnam. Yeah. Like he, you know, like, yeah, I've been on the ground, you know, talking to soldiers in these trains. And like, yeah, I talked to over 20, over 20 people from CNN. Like, well, how many people work at your show? Like you talk, what, you had a meeting? What the fuck are you on about? Like, and with the feeling that even the people who don't like Jeff Zucker, by the way, what a stupid name. I always thought his name is Zucker. Zucker, that's a really, I mean, yeah. even if it was Zucker, I would change it to Zucker. Anyway, but uh, yeah, Zucker, like even people who didn't like Zucker, no, this is bad because this makes CNN look bad. Are you watching the same CNN, you mother? What are you talking yeah. about? Like, He's one of the more yes. nuts ones now because of the type of his show where he comes out and gives like his opinion on the media. The media and all this. Yeah. He, he says more stupid stuff than everybody else on CNN put together. And I love how the monologue like started over at least five times as if he's like, okay, I'm going to do yeah, yeah. three or four versions. One of them is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Again, he restarts his monologue. He's like, why? Oh, my God, yeah. But, yeah, and now Jeff Zucker is gone. And this is not... I mean, what what the fuck? I mean, I genuinely was... 
Like, I couldn't believe that was happening in front of my eyes. Yeah. It was like, you know, like one of those scenes you read about in history where somebody goes and, uh, you know, self-flagellate themselves in front yeah. of the king or something <laughs> to, like, prove their loyalty. You know, oh, the Romans, the Romans used to have these people, they would pay to for the funerals. They would come and cry, like, you know. Yeah. It felt like one of those, like, you know, like somebody you paid i mean even again i'm pretty sure jeff zucker is not happy but it's just too obvious of a nose job let's say <laughs> yeah and i mean what i mean i don't watch that much mainstream media always reading mainstream media so maybe it was a big story but i feel like it wasn't even that big of a story for some reason but he he talked about it more than everybody put together i mean he made it a huge story would, with it uh, yeah i'm looking at news articles say- right now they're all from a week ago and they just mentioned that he resigned. All the articles are from a week ago. You know, a big story will have, you know, even My yesterday, son- someone would have written about it. No, no. I would say it's actually probably, you know, head of a media company at that level is pro- probably important news. And I would say I my feeling... I don't know who said that. I've heard that from somebody. So it's not my original idea. But I have a feeling there is a bigger controversy. Like it's going to turn out Zucker either like stole some money mm-hmm. or something or, you know, it's something but bigger you is know- coming. Because this is a really, like this is like, oh yeah, I'm resigning. Oh, I, I'm such a bad boy. Oh, I'm such a bad boy. Don't pity me. I'm a bad boy. Yeah. Don't pity me. So, you know, I feel No, like I mean, there's it. probably definitely more to it. And if you have someone like the Como brothers with money and everything who are pissed off and coming after you, they can probably unveil even more things. But even you dating your, you know, someone who works below you and things like that, even that can be a relatively big scandal in these kind of organizations. Yeah, I think. but apparently it's been going on for them, like for years, yeah. and they were old and they it seemed like it was consensual and she wasn't really like so no, much. It can be consensual, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, it feels like a very mild form. Like it's not exactly like you know Bill Cosby or Harvey Weinstein. You know of what course. I mean? Of course. I like, mean there are different levels to everything, and I'm not even yeah. saying it's a bad thing. Maybe it's even good. Maybe it's even completely fine. I'm I just mean, saying I can see those I can suppose. be turned into a big um, story just on their own. But yeah, there's probably more to it. I yeah I yeah I'm looking forward to finances of CNN <laughs> in future. But what yeah, show man. does Brian Stelter have? Does he still only have a uh, Sunday on, show, or does he have more shows now? Yeah, that I don't. I had I never know the t- like. That's why, by the way, is a proof I'm dyslexic. I never know which day it is or what time it is or anything I, like that. Bl- <laughs> I'm blaming Let's not get dyslexia. Back into this, if people I'm blaming. I'm blaming dyslexia. Fuck you. But <laughs> yeah, I know he has a show called Unreliable. Oh, reliable. See, it's like reliable <laughs> sources. <laughs> Listen, I don't so remember people's names. I, I don't think that's because I'm just because I don't give a shit. No, it's <laughs> anything, everything I get wrong ever is because of dyslexia. So you can't call me on it. So if fuck you, you say you. so. If anybody calls me on anything that I get wrong, they are being. Uh, what is racist towards disabled people? <laughs> so I don't know. I don't even know this word. <laughs> They're discriminating. <laughs> They're discriminating against disabled. Disabled. Yeah. yeah. But no, I think he had a show called Reliable Sources. That's as for which was the most unreliable show. On <laughs> yeah, that was his media watch show, right? That's like his yeah, media. Yeah. Watch. yeah. I yeah. I wonder. I don't because he doesn't have a night news show like the other ones. He's kind of. 
peripheral figure at least he was maybe now he's uh, becoming you know if you go and show him to you know people who watch cnn all the time they might not even recognize he's him because he was often just on sundays on his shows he's unbelievably young as well like really? i i forget i think he's 36 or something it's ridiculous no like i swear to god i, I was doesn't like, look too old now i think about it he looks like i mean he looks so polished as yeah. an egg that it's almost <laughs> un- impossible to tell what age well i'm gonna check it but he's, <laughs> he's a polished egg he, i mean come on though like you can't look like that he's 36 years old it's unbelievable yeah. like i can't believe you can be that young and that stupid frankly <laughs> i'm sorry but yeah that's all like you i mean i can i can yeah. i just remembered a couple of people yeah <laughs> but that was a hilarious show and then of course um and then Thank at you, the bro. end when he goes like i'm gonna go rogue now i want to end the hour with a final thought and i'm gonna go a little bit uh rogue here so bear with me okay yeah bear with, bear departure with. was shocking <laughs> to the staff of cnn he's going rogue. this place is not perfect he's gone rogue. Yeah. it will never be perfect We will always have flaws. We will always screw up. We will always have to run corrections. We will always have to keep working to make it better and better and better every single day. That is the goal. But the people who say we're lacking journalism, Ah. that we've become an all talk channel, that we've run off and we're all opinions all the time, that Jeff Zucker led us astray, those people aren't watching CNN. I love how he said, okay, I'm going to go rogue by proceeding to do a two minute long infomercial for my network yeah and then he repeats oh, yeah, everything yeah. he had just repeated one more time i'm gonna go rogue and gonna kiss the ass of the guy who was the head of cnn yeah. for like 10 years <laughs> i'm sure the shareholders in uh where as brian Silter was going rogue the stocks were crashing shareholders johnny sell 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 it right now Brian has gone rogue. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Brian is going crazy. He's taking down everyone. <laughs> but um, yeah. Okay. Anything else to mention about the story? Uh, no, but please, Brian, go on. I just hope you spend the rest of your life just focusing on Jeff Zucker's. <laughs> Like yeah, documentary, this great man, this iron dome of a man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you kind of, I think Aaron Mathis said this. He was like, you kind of appreciate a little bit his out of everything, though, his loyalty for someone, you know, who's no longer at that job. Or, I mean, that's the only kind thing you can say out of all this. You're like, I'm still surprised you're being very nice to someone who's no longer your boss. I'll give you that uh, in this. It's not, no, but the thing you know, is, Zucker is not kicked out in a disgrace move yeah. i'm sure he has a lot of sway friends and, exactly yeah. somewhere I'm sure else he has some yeah. share yeah so yeah. i don't know I, yeah, but that's I, I mean that's the best i guess you could be like you surprised me a little bit maybe there <laughs> i'll give i'll give you that but yeah i feel you i yeah it was i mean yeah i don't know i'm just i'm glad humpty dumpty finally got his own show on television <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm glad uh, all, all i'm i'm for more representation of all you know fairy tale characters humpty dumpty unicorns whatever. for sure and we're better than cnn we're like you know everything and anything they're all the fairy tale yeah all fairy tales come true like libyan intervention yeah. <laughs> oh jesus who was talking oh, i forgot anyway someone was talking about the iraq war Sorry. and stuff 
oh, I can't remember who it was, and they were. Yeah, wasn't say, the David Smith guy on Joe Rogan? Yeah, no, no, no. Anyway, let's yeah. forget about that. Speaking of Joe Rogan, should we move? Sorry about that. Move that on turn. <laughs> to <laughs> Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. Let's do. Okay, so the latest thing that happened with Joe Rogan is that they put out this. Uh, By the way, thank you, Camier, for waiting to upload our video last week defending Joe Rogan <laughs> without any like caveats or anything. Just the day after the the N word went viral. Thank you for that. And I still and you know someone wrote that <laughs> in the comments. He was like, "This makes you guys look bad." I actually don't see how because it wasn't a continuation of the same story. So it's not like yeah, new I, elements were brought in the same story. But and the timing was thank you. Yeah, the timing wasn't the best. But <laughs> again, I'll see it. So now, of course, the latest thing that happens is video of him where he says the N-word, where in most cases he's quoting other people. However, is he, not, um, is he calling somebody N-word? No, I, guess, I haven't seen all of them, so I said most. And then there's also this story that he says, which he himself admits that it's a racist story. I find it to be a racist story. And he says, you know, and I would just, um, the one about when he goes and watches um, the movie. And having said all that, I honestly think Joe Rogan gives, my opinion, the best and most honest, at least that's what I think, um apologies and also responses because his previous one didn't even have to be an apology but it was about the way he was booking guests and everything i thought he said you know he gave a very practical and good response saying yeah maybe i should follow some of these guests with some other guests that counter them and some of these topics and again here he with his um for this one again he was extremely honest he said how shameful it was now if you chose not to believe it and you know just project your own view without any kind of support with any kind of facts you can look at when we talk about that what john Irola and his co-host or co-guest or whatever she was with what they did on the majority report not on tyt's main channel but yeah that, that's kind of my um, first initial take on it i don't know if you have something I, to say i always found i i all there is somebody who argues this again i have no original thoughts so everything mm-hmm. here is stolen from somewhere but i always found it a bit of a cop-out to say the n-word instead of the word mm-hmm. and i am copying out right now because i'm afraid uh, but i think if you're quoting or if you're putting it in a context it's okay but if you're using it in a slur a slurry fashion against a person or a group of people uh you obviously are beyond yeah uh, you know just you're fucked you're a disgusting human being so uh yeah i from what i understand he hasn't used it as a slur in the case that he does say that first of all he decided to not publish that right what they want part about the movie he watches and has a bit of racist thought um no, no, no. That I think that was out. That's how people know. That was it. out. I, I believe so. He... I think it maybe it got deleted. Maybe it was one of the ones that got removed. Ah, all right, all right, okay. Well, all right, okay. Then I'm. I take something back. One of my points is dismissed. <laughs> but because I was gonna say, if like you're, I mean, it's not like we are doing really media work or anything. But sometimes you say things and you regret, and it's. It, that's getting to my second point. I don't understand who are everybody like what who are you people like 
Had you lived such? I, to be honest, I have never used the N word, and I remember even my friends using it and being very angry at them at mm. age fourteen. I was one of those douchebags. I was a very liberal Karen when I was a teenager. I, one of our common friends, as you recall, used to use it a lot. And I was very angry, but he didn't give a shit. But I don't know who are these people. Have they never had a bad thought? Have they yeah. never? Man, I don't know. Like, that's the uh, thing. That's the like thing. I, these attacks that they're yeah. making on Joe is making me like Joe far more than I ever did. If you go listen to yeah, like exactly. our podcast episodes from three to six months ago, anytime Joe Rogan came up, I was often like, oh, Joe Rogan yeah, pissed you me more off negative. with this. He pissed me off with that. But, you know, when, when the attacks are so bullshit, that's the exact thing. It makes you have. So they're so concerned with these 11 million followers of joe rogan right or like fans the way they talk about this 11 million is as if you know these people are some no, brain dead shit man. that believe no. everything First but all, to help them with their argument actually the way you guys are talking about it, you're making some of their fans like me who disagree with joe rogan from what everything from what he eats to so many more other things you make us like him you make me at least like him more and find him like a better person compared to everybody else in this mainstream world and he is almost in the mainstream world you know he has a huge He's number mainstream. of followers I mean, uh, yeah, yeah with th- that many views how can you not be a mainstream i mean and he's covered by CNN he's not establishment yeah perhaps he's not establishment that is true but he's mainstream but yeah they're making me jo- like joe rogan so much more <laughs> i mean besides that uh, my point is that okay i don't know i'm uh, okay the thing is i didn't know about racism until i like europe really like it wasn't a thing in Iran. I remember like watching movies that was like, oh, this black guy can't get, I re- what was it? Look who's coming, no, look not to look, who's coming for dinner or something. It's this movie with Sidney Poitier that like, it's about this couple, like these parents that are white and their daughter is getting married to a black person or something. Like I remember watching that movie and going, what the fuck is going on? Why Why are they upset? What? What's happening? Like, so, I, but, I have had awful, awful thoughts and have said <laughs> awful things to my friends, to my close friends. And uh, I take it like I, I regret saying some of them, but you know, it like, and having what the thoughts are there, what do you want me to do? Like, you know, I've had, oh, by the way, the most racist thoughts I've had have always been reserved for Iranians. So, <laughs> if that's it. Yeah. And I think most people do that. Like most people, when you talk to them, like the British people are the harshest on the British people. Americans are the harshest on Americans. Chinese are the harshest on Chinese. Like uh, Chinese tourist men, they always nag so much about China and how awful it is and, you know, all that. So, uh, yeah, I don't understand. These people are like talking as if they're all saints and Joe Rogan. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, and then it's just the, the, the reason why I'm not justifying Joe Rogan's uh, in bad action, which I don't think he took any bad action, it seems in this case. But when you have people like the John Idahora or Lydahora or Idaho, Johnny Idaho from <laughs> the Point yeah. Break movies, who has uh, branched out into progressive news he he's from the damage report and i mean to be fair he does say in the video i'm not saying that joe rogan should be canceled yeah yeah. but he's so condescending coming from a channel that uh, oh my god like uh, like the hypocrisy can you not see you are not in a position it's like me criticizing somebody for having a beard it's 
what the fuck are you going no like, i mean oh. it was so con john john Irola is so condescending and by the way i know look if you're if you're watching this and you're a right winger or a big joe rogan fan or both you're like why are you trying to get well first of all have i have i ever said he should have be banned from the internet no we're trying to add content like you guys love to say no what you don't get is that we love rogan because they just debate things and they try to learn okay what do you think we're trying to do right now People think that the only person who's ever had a, con a conversation is Joe Rogan. The only person who's ever been curious is Joe Rogan. Have you ever listened to another podcast other than Joe Rogan? That's what they're all about, actually. I'm not saying he should be banned. I'm saying we should be learning from this. And by the way, he like he at least wants you to believe that he is. The issue for me, and again, like if you're a right winger or a Joe Rogan fan, you assume, well, uh, you hope that this will get canceled. No, I, I, re I really don't care. I, I think it's weird that his show is like one of the most popular podcasts. I don't necessarily think that that reflects 100% well on Americans or you know humans. Um, but I'm not trying to get canceled. Don't care. He doesn't have any effect on my life. The thing that bothers me a little bit more immediately, Adrian, and I want your thoughts on this, is the reaction to all of this from his fans, because he will say. Oh my God, I I looked at this stuff and it looks terrible. These stories I look terrible. I would never do that. And we can debate to what extent he really means it, but he wants us to believe that that was wrong and he will learn. That is not the impression I get from his fans. No, you're absolutely right. The fact is that there are people out there who simply want individuals who can speak like this, who do not have to be self-aware, who don't have to regulate their speech so that they don't engage in racist antics that can be sexist without license. Like these people, mm -hmm. these are who these people are and this is their God. So no, they don't wanna see you apologize because they're gonna have to acknowledge other people's feelings too. If you get to be up here on the stage and act a fool, then they get that license to do so too. And so it just, it really shows you who these people are. And so when people tell me they're big fans of Joe Rogan, it's one of those like, okay, I already know who you are, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, and look, look, there, there, there are, there need to be shows for all sorts of people because there are all sorts of people. <laughs> but we also do not have to buy into the branding and the public relations, which I've alluded to multiple times that that there there are conversations on the internet. All of them are BS. This is authentic. This is what not the only sort of conversation that is truly authentic is a white guy mostly talking to other rightish white guys mm -hmm. and saying the things that rightish white guys want to hear. And I'm not saying that's the entirety of his audience, but that seems to be the most vocal defenders. I got news for you. There are other sorts of conversations that are authentic that don't sound anything like that. Towards Joe Rogan and anybody who watches his shows, I mean, I don't know what he's up to and if he's seen TYT, but they're nowhere to judge. Is Are there not more intellectual content to watch out there? Sure, but you sitting in the from the channel that you're making, who the hell are you to talk? And this whole thing, you know, if aliens looked at us, the, you know, the least yeah. thing they'll be surprised, oh gosh, I think, is that Joe Rogan's podcast. You know, maybe they'll be more surprised no, about more way, horrific things going on in humanity than this stupid thing about Joe Rogan's show. But I mean, John Irola, I never realized how annoying and condescending he is <laughs> until <laughs> recently. He's, because after I mean, Jenk, it seems like it's, it's him. Anna at times is slightly oh, more balanced, uh -huh. except... When it's about Aaron Matte, let's say, where she no, <laughs> completely Anna's, loses it. 
I mean, Anna is like the smart one. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. I mean, this is just, I mean, saying that, like I laugh out loud. It's ridiculous. But John, John Idora, it's kind of like JR. He's the most mundane. He's the type of guy you see at a party that sort of makes a point and you just want to go, oh, yeah. like you watch CNN didn't do today. Like, oh, you, yeah. you, uh, anyway. But yeah, they, I just, oh, by the way, you're not talking about Roger Penrose. I just Googled, uh, Roger Penrose has been, that's where I saw him. He has been on Joe Rogan. When was the last time they had, like, I'm sorry, by the way, who the fuck was she? Who was that? She? she was, I don't, she was, maybe her title is somewhere in there. She was so condescending as well. No, you're absolutely right. The fact is that there are people out there who simply want individuals who can speak like this, who do not have to uh, be self-aware, who don't have to regulate their speech so that they don't engage in racist antics uh, that can be sexist without license. Like these people, mm-hmm. these are who these people are and this is their God. So no, they don't wanna see you apologize because they're gonna have to acknowledge other people's feelings too. If you get to be up here on the stage and act a fool, then they get that license to do so too. And so it just, it really shows you who these people are. And so when people tell me they're big fans of Joe Rogan, it's one of those like, okay, I already know who you are, I'm good. Simple and Uh, one track minded, did not care about the apology. She just heard the apology like, no, he said no. that he took it. He said that those words, he was just, you know, repeating quotes. He never uses them. She's like, and he thinks that he has the right to use them and stuff. I mean, there's a reason that certain people are using that term, but that doesn't mean that you get licensed to use it. I mean, the two and of them together, the how condescending they were really I know. blew my no, mind. Exactly. Like, when was the last time you had somebody fucking interesting, half as interesting as you said, Roger Penrose on your show. Yeah. Like, when was that? Young Turks, who did they have on? Like, the most, the deepest, and I like that guy. What was the guy? The rugged individual? Yeah. I yeah. don't know. Whatever. Like, you know, I like that guy, but he's not exactly Sir, like, you know, he's not exactly Roger Penrose, yeah. is he? He's not exactly I hate Sam Harris, but he does have a goddamn PhD, doesn't he? He did do write a yeah. couple of books. I mean, Again, I don't like Sam No, Harry. TYT, there's a higher chance of them inviting us. They only invite yeah, exactly. people if, if you're just like some kind of you know, here, YouTube host. <laughs> That's the Cam only here, people say that... some, No, come here, say something negative about Joe Rogan. Yeah. Get invited. <laughs> right, like, uh, they only invite like Glenn, podcast Glenn hosts and a, stuff, it seems. Yeah. Glenn is a grifter. Jimmy <laughs> Dore is bad. Have us on. Have us. <laughs> no, he's, and then I'm sorry to break it too, by the way. I think this is something that is very common in black community in America. That I'm, I'm again, I'm going very controversial. Yeah, but don't get us yeah, in trouble. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, but I'm sorry, but just because you're born a certain way, all right, doesn't make you an expert on that, right? Okay, so get over yourself. But I don't understand. Like, yeah, we invited this kindergarten teacher. She's Asian. We invited her to talk about the China and the expansion of Chinese foreign yeah. policy in Taiwan. What the fuck? What Listen, you took like- the example a bit too far, right? Because I mean, I okay. guess she's an African American invited to talk about something related to African Americans. So I see it, but exactly, it doesn't necessarily make you a, a full expert on the show, and you should provide something no. interesting in addition to Actually, that. sorry, sorry, I backtrack. From now on, anyone on internet want to talk about <laughs> Iran, they should check with me first, <laughs> right? I am yeah. the only expert on YouTube. It's me. Oh, sorry, there's three top parts. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
shit <laughs> but three, i mean three to party as in been in iran for a while so it's just me yeah. all right you have to check with me because i'm from iran so obviously i'm the only expert on the matter and Uh, it, I mean, I don't know who was she. To be honest, what did she have any expertise? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I mean, they don't check. introduce it. They don't introduce it. So unless it says, um, I mean, that clip they don't introduce. Yeah, it. So I, unless yeah, it says exactly. it under her name, I don't have that in front I, of me. I watched the clip right before we recorded this. So full disclosure: if I'm, she turns out to have a PhD in racial, like well, I mean, even if she does, that, she I, doesn't I offer retract. any of that, any of those insights no, in the doesn't. video. So we're just judging her in the video. But man, I love it. And in the comment section, I don't know if you looked at the comment section, but that's where I found the video of TYT doing oh, exactly yeah. what Joe Rogan did. Niggerland. What? Hey, nigger. Let's go hang some niggers. He doesn't acknowledge what a nigger he is. Literally, as I said in the beginning, shoot the nigger. I hate niggers. That is all. By hating all the niggers. It's awesome that it's called niggerhead. You got to say it. Nigger Hill Cemetery. Nigger. And... I I apologize. I know these are like difficult words to hear, but words like nigger and fag, nigger. You niggers are why I lost my job. John Irola surprisingly doesn't show up. <laughs> and I told you there's a tweet by Anna Kasparian where she says it was a policy for them to say the the N-word, actually say it. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah John Irola, good for him. He doesn't show up. But it's Jenk and Anna. And there's a few times where as if it seems like Anna was forced to say the N-word. She's like, I don't want to say it, but Jenk... <laughs> has said that I have to say <laughs> and there's just all of them saying but yeah in the comment section they go after them it's so funny and then man who goes another after thing, them I don't like understand. the people in the comment section that go after, no, goes after who? John John and TYT and saying what hypocrites oh, you are because right. they put links to this video over and over again which I'll play it was apparently called niggerhead oh you're a nigger doing fucking nothing and being a lazy nigger they were nigger lovers And then another thing, I don't know if you picked this up, but towards the end of the video, John and the <laughs> guests switch to hating on the fans. So then it's also like Joe Rogan's yeah. fans. Like, leave them alone. No. Leave the viewers alone. And they're not all this. They have such, I mean, I can't believe they're in the media think- business that they have such a, like, childish view of their audience and how they can influence their audience. It's not their I mean, audience, though. That's no, the thing. They, they, any audience. Like audiences don't yeah. work in that way, you know. I mean, I watch Joe keep, Rogan. I do uh, agree with ha, everything, and so you, many you, other people. He just basically makes fun of Joe Rogan listeners, including uh, I. I am a sometimes listener. Yeah. Okay, uh, he makes fun of them as a sort of meathead, pothead sort of. Yeah, man. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, have you listened to any other podcast? Sadly, yeah, we listened to yours. You, yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, I've, I must say, man, like this, like this, I, I think it was a 15 minute video. Like, I genuinely feel like I could have watched the funny monthly Python sketch <laughs> from the past. Like, like that was a genuine waste of time. Yeah. So, yeah, well, at least like, we're talking about guys, <laughs> Yeah, or so, anything, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, motherfucker though it's just such a condescending like yeah. oh you know it's not he's not the first person to have a <laughs> conversation yeah we know we are not like you jealous pieces of shit who spend their day oh why more people i mean you first said my that, conversation you first said that you're like they just seem like they're jealous and i was like yeah why well, would be jealous but the way they cover <laughs> Joe Rogan, you would honestly think that are they really that childish and in fact they're jealous because Hey, you guys have decent success too. You know, you seem to tr- be trying very hard to ruin it, but 
you guys have done well for yourself too you don't need to be you know so childish yeah. you are very it. determined on destroying your legacy but but no but I, I mean look i would be jealous maybe too right if i was like i tried to do a business style like uh, online thing but then online like that happened with a lot of online businesses early on youtube and stuff they tried to you know they tried to to go for increased production mm-hmm. qualities and stuff and it turned out that's not what this medium it went more towards sort of a radio format of yeah. a personal sort of thing i mean i'm talking very generally of course there are exceptions so of course you can be jealous but say that and je- jealousy is a okay thing yeah. you know jealousy i don't know if you know this jealousy is a positive feeling mm-hmm. it's envy that you know is a negative feeling mm-hmm. it's just that you sh- you know it's okay i'm jealous of a lot of people it's be jealous but don't mm-hmm. be so fucking like try to channel that into okay i try to do better to become as popular as him or i try to have as interesting conversations to counterbalance his conversations no i just want to just sit down and make fun of the people who watch him and oh they're all idiots exactly. i'm so good i'm so good okay exactly And I mean, it's so obvious that they've never watched the show. And I'm even surprised that like, John Irola never even watched. I mean, I'm guessing he must have Johnny seen back Idaho, then. Johnny Idaho, come on. <laughs> John Idaho. I mean, the lady, you can tell. She's never watched Joe Rogan. And no, she, good for you. You don't have to. I don't think, but, I'm <laughs> not sure she's actually, I think she was just brought in by them. Like, I'm sorry, but it felt like a very tokenist sort of. Yeah. Any black people? Like, do you have? <laughs> Perhaps. Anyway. Perhaps. very tokenistic look yeah. again it made she has a phd on racial studies and joe rogan uh studies uh, you know i'm sorry i take it all back yeah and i don't know one of my final points to make here is the fact that this, this kind of bothers me more i mean joe rogan is not perfect nobody is perfect but he actually seems to be relatively honest especially when you think about the covid stuff cuz yeah, the thing that he says he seems to yeah. follow i mean and yeah. so these people genuinely want him to be dishonest Th- that that's what they want him to do they want him to, they want him to lie, censor yeah. himself and be dishonest oh, and lie they they literally want him perfect. to be dishonest and lie that is perfect katie alper because this is we didn't put this in our lineup but what a sort of happenstance mm-hmm. perfect Well, what are the chances had... for you to think of Katie Halper? Anything I say, Sam can link it to a Katie Halper <laughs> video. <laughs> <laughs> She, yeah, uh, I'm making love. But yeah, she, no, it's just she, because, no, she did this video with the fantastic uh, Jewish activist. God damn it. Uh, this week. Very early. I sent it to you early on in the week. The, oh, yeah, yeah. Very, uh, the guy who used to work Jesse Jackson's campaign. and bernie sanders and oh my god what a man like you know yeah. the type of person who like sort of lives like a fucking saint and you're like mm-hmm. oh i feel like so shamed that but um he was saying that exactly he was here. saying that uh, yeah we have this jewish lobby that wants to shut be- he, they don't care if they co- like convince people that anti-semitism is a stupid idea and it should be fucking abandoned they just want people to say the right thing yeah. you know just say israel is good say israel is good say israel is you know it's not about believing that jewish people are obviously ju- like equal to everybody else just like everyone mm-hmm. you know it's just 
fucking it's a given it's not about that it's about just say what i want you to yeah. say just submit just submit and it's the same exact thing with i feel like with Joe Rogan. Rogan. no no 100 you're 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 spot on exactly they want him to lie they don't want him to convince him they yeah. don't want to like you know like okay man let's see this is unreasonable to believe in i don't know this yeah. medical thing it's not fair yeah. no no just submit just shut yeah. the fuck up and submit and no instead of all this you know all this stuff that they've been doing they should have put all their energy behind being like joe should really invite x y and z you know if that's what you really want and really put pressure that this one or that joe rogan is like fine Even let me invite in let head. me invite these people yeah but i mean if you really want to get your point of views out there and your side out there and the correct information out there just yeah or yeah just go in my view he was wrong there he should change yeah. his views i mean again you can criticize people without getting so fucking personal yeah. and getting so submit to me submit to me. Yeah. say yeah i personally think uh Let's see. Oh, I think views that, for example, Joe Rogan has on meat eating is necessarily not very good. Actually, you know, I think he over exaggerates stuff. You know. Yeah. Okay. I said that. Oh, now do I have to? Me- oh my God, you fucking idiots! You listen to Joe Rogan about food. Oh, oh. And he's not like that. Maybe there are some shows where you can really tell people, yeah, actually, oh my yeah. God, you're, you're really an idiot watching this. Not that all shows are justifiable. Although most shows, um, you Alex know. Oh, yeah. Although most shows are like, why are you watching that? I mean, if we're going to apply that kind of, you know, that kind of criteria, right. like, why are you watching most things out there? But yeah, I mean, you know, but the whole hey. T.Y. Joe Rogan thing is really making me think like how much how much how little people can know about someone but just hate, well, hate him so much and believe that he's such a different person than who he is just from it's not like i know him personally but they don't know him personally and what either, they're saying yeah. just doesn't match up with like you know at least what i've seen evidence him that talking yeah yeah no but, but by the way just to because we didn't put this as a sort of a separate story but did you see the uh Did you see the list they came up with? I don't know who came up with the list of the right fingers and left. Oh, yeah, yeah. And on. it was complete, like, they missed. Uh, it was the cut, weirdest. Like, yeah. People who were on the left. And they on put the Russell right Brand wing. on the right. Yeah, on the right wing, we have Karl Marx, Friedrich <laughs> Engels. What? what? <laughs> yeah. On the left wing, we have John Stuart Mill. Yeah. What? What's going on? <laughs> it was But, the weird. I don't know who cats who did the categories. Yeah. I feel like they they went by like sort of left, right, left, yeah. right, left, 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 right, 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 left. <laughs> no, that that was the shittiest thing. I mean, sure, they can be some people which are hard to hard to put in a box. But I mean, if we're gonna stereotype it you know, that much. I think you can. <laughs> I think you could be yeah. more accurate with putting people I mean, left or right. There, yeah, Russell Brand one is yeah. sort of a guy who basically looks like a sort of a anarchist hippie <laughs> who has tattoos all over and yeah. has been sort of advocating free love for the last 10 years of his life <laughs> and like uh, expressing affection to like creatures and all that. How did he become right? I mean, again, it's not that there is anything wrong with the right thing. Yeah, it's just how did he? I yeah, I don't know. No, it was. Fascinating, fascinating stuff.